You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith and this is my conversation with Kim from Band of Misfits. Band of Misfits have a brand new EP released this year called Words of Silicon. That is the reason for the conversation. So let's have a listen to what Kim has to say. Here we go. Smith calling. How are you? I'm good, Andy. How are you going? I'm plugging away. It's a balmy 14 degrees, but it actually feels like 5 degrees out here on the northern Gold Coast at the moment because we're not used to the cold weather. So, yeah, but managing, <laughs> you know how it is. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cold over here too at the moment. Yeah, actually, I noticed you guys have got storms today. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've just recently... Yeah, is that right? You finished up work and you had to had to sort of battle your way through all of the uh, the wind and rain and all chopping, the rest of it. Yeah, chopping of the wood. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was. Um, I've recently done the opposite to what everybody else is doing, and that I've subscribed to the Australian uh, newspaper, paper copy. Yeah. So yep. um, I'm doing things now like crosswords and reading about weather and stuff and all of these things that we just haven't done in about, I don't know when the last time I actually started was, when the last time I had something approaching a subscription to a paper was, but it would have been close to 15 years ago. Yeah, you know, pretty sad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 10 years ago maybe, but yeah, and, and there's all these things that you forget that you used to look at now that I've yeah. had about a week of this subscription coming through, but it's actually quite enlightening and it takes me away from looking at the phone all the time, which is actually really nice. Yeah, I bet, I bet. So, your band, Band of Misfits, first question for you is, I can't find you guys on Facebook. So, are are you on Facebook? Oh, really? Yeah, we are. Okay. Um, It's it's double S, so it's M-I-S-S-F-I-T-S. Yeah, that's what I've done. I mean, I just, because one of the questions I always ask people through the conversations is how they can find you. And yeah, I'm just on here now. Never mind. It's one of the people will find you eventually, but uh, it's definitely, band, it's not the band of misfits. It's band of misfits. No, and... no, it's just band of misfits. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm really enjoying a new EP and um, I don't oh, just awesome. say these things. Okay. I particularly like Higher Passage, the first cut. Yep. That reminded yep. me a lot, and take this as a compliment, of Marilyn Manson's interpretation of the rhythmics track, Sweet Dreams. The guitar riff, except really? more of a chromatic sequence. Yeah, that's what I got from it, and I love that track. Yeah, right. I've always loved that song, so it's funny that you, you would um, pick that from it. Yeah, we've, had, we've had a lot of different descriptions. One was it sounds uh, a little bit Nirvana-ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, I... I got that. I yeah. definitely got that through. I got that through the rest of your cuts. Now, the interesting thing is, you and I had an interaction. I think a couple of months back um, over Messenger, you complimented me yep. on an interview that I did with Colin of the Milkman, and yes. you sent me either a link or a demo. I can't remember. It was one of the two, but I listened to it, and it's interesting, isn't it, the way you hear something initially? Because I remember I went back just to check what I said to you. And I said to you that you reminded me of Concrete Blonde, and I can't hear that again, to be honest with you. But I love Concrete Blonde, so that take that as a compliment yeah. as well. But I've heard it, yeah. I've had that in Deborah Conway. <laughs> yeah, definitely Deborah Conway. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention that, but now that you've mentioned it, like I wasn't, it wasn't. That's a bad thing to mention. It's just that it wasn't one of the people I was going to refer to because I hadn't thought of it. But yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, and the other thing I got to compliment you on you is I'm going to give you a really big compliment on is this, okay? I've yeah. ever, ever since I've got the iPhone X or the iPhone 10, whatever it's called, you know, the brand new iPhone, I've stopped yeah. listening to music through Bluetooth systems because the speakers on that are actually pretty good. They're, they're, they're worthy of being placed in a cup holder in the car 
and listening yeah. to music <laughs> that way. You know what I'm saying? If people who don't have, um, yeah. one of my cars doesn't have a Bluetooth thing, so that's how I listen to music. And yeah. you're, it's always, it, it always impresses me the quality of, a, of the timber of a voice that can cut through in that scenario and your voice does it well. So, yes, your EP has been mixed and mastered pretty well, but your voice isn't yeah. fighting against the mixing or the mastering either. It's actually allowing it to rise above everything else. So there you go. So you've yeah. got one of the stronger voices on a release that I've listened to in 2018. Awesome. That's great. You know. So what, what else do we need to know about the EP? Um, so, um, yeah, we record it down south in Yelling Up um, with Sean Lillico. He's done, um, he did our debut album last year, um, which was released in March last year. And that was called Into the Storm. Um, and he also did my solo album um, in 2015 as well. Um, we, we've come a, a bit of a long way in a year in terms of, um, I guess style of music. We we were a little bit more, um, I guess, laid back, kind of indie kind of style um, with Into the Storm. Um, and this EP is um, a lot heavier, and it's kind of the way that we were wanting to go. And the songs um, are just allowed for it. Um, a lot of the songs I'd, I'd written quite a few songs um, over the last few years. Um, so, yeah, we had a lot of material to work with and we just kind of generated and started to work towards that sound, I guess. Um, and we're stoked with it. We're really, really happy with the way it's turned out. Yeah, well, you and, should be. Um, yeah. Had, yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, yeah, I guess it's always, you know, waiting for it to get mastered, waiting for the masters to come back because, like, you know, waiting to open Christmas presents kind of thing. And we got King Willie to do the mastering for this EP. And when it came back um, and we finally got to listen to it again, um, fully mastered, we kind of were a little bit, a little bit blown away ourselves at how it turned out. But um, yeah, live, we love, we love playing this EP live. Um, it just it allows for so much more energy on stage as well. So. I can definitely yeah. hear that this is a live EP to that point. Yes, I can. I don't, I'm not so familiar with it because Lee sent it to me a couple of days ago. So I've been living with it, but, you know, you sort of you have it on in the car and you have it on in the background, so you don't know the cuts by name. But you know the ebb and the yeah. flow of the album. And it actually sounds like a very good first set. That's actually what the EP reminded me of because I'm a musician as well. And it sounded, okay. it sounded like five songs that you'd open up a set with. That's what, it re- yeah. that's what it reminded me of. So in terms of the band that you're using, did you use a – I should reframe the point, sorry, or the question, sorry. Did you use a band to record this or is this yourself and you've just built some people around you and you've now got different people in to do the live show? No, it's it's us as a band. Um, so I write all the lyrics and um, so we had a, a first bass player, Sam. He, he left to go overseas. Um, he wrote the, the – um, the guitar parts for Higher Passage. So when we'd play it live, I'd play bass and he'd play the guitar, but otherwise I'd be playing the rhythm on all the other songs. Um, and basically we just all went down, all went down south and recorded it. Um, and pretty much we'll, we'll play in a set, you know, if we have 40 minutes that we always play every song on the EP there. Um, and then we always play kind of Oceans, which is a really quite popular one. And we rush a single off our last de- uh, debut EP. Um, so, yeah, and, and we've had a really, really good response, especially um, with our latest single, Nothing At All, 
Um, whenever we play that one live, that one seems yes. to seems to hit people pretty. It's a good pretty one. Good, so, yeah, yeah, and Higher Passage has always always been our favourite to play live as well. So that's got to be your opener, surely. Surely that one there. It's just a cracker. Yeah. Just the the way it starts. It is. It is. Yeah, it just works so well. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Um, we always try to start and end on a high note, so we always try to start on that one and maybe end on, on nothing at all, or even Empty Valley. Empty Valley, I don't play um, any instruments on, so I just sing that one. So, yeah, the last bit of the set, normally I kind of let loose a bit more, um, not having to play anything, just uh, worry about my vocals. So, mm. yeah. You're actually part of, I'm going to call it, a, it's not so much a mini resurgence, but I'm just noticing a lot of bands coming out now from all over the country. Uh, such wonderful music coming out of Western Australia, by the way, but all, all over the country. There's almost this early 90s resurgence happening. You know, there's some bands like Armand Soy, Jack's Band, you guys. So Armand Soy from Perth, of course. Jack's Band are from yep. Sydney. But it's it reminds me a lot of that era of Australian music where bands like uh, the Meanies were around, Fur, Scream Feeder. I know they're still going, but, you know, back in the day when they, when they were first sort of treading the boards over here in Brisbane. But it's music yep. that I don't think this, this the sort of music that you're playing it's not cyclical. There's actually a permanent audience for it. So do you, do you find that you're getting a lot of feedback from people, whether it's in Australia or, or all over the world, that sort of subscribe to that sort of music or you, or you, you probably – or what sort of feedback are you getting about the music you're playing? Is it, a, is it of that narrative? Uh, kind of. Uh, high Passage, yeah. I've, ha- I've had that a little bit um, on SoundCloud. I've, all our songs are on SoundCloud and um, there's a really good SoundCloud community still happening. Um, and yeah, we get quite a few comments on, on high passage sounding a little bit kind of with a nineties vibe. Um, but as for, for other tracks, not, not so much pigeonholed into, um, I guess, you know, a, a specific decade that it might sound like it might be coming out of, but, um, yeah, we, we've just had a really, really good reception over, over most of them, even Words of Silk, which was, I, have, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to that one, but that one was originally supposed to be a, a single. Okay, yeah. Um, and, and we decided last minute that we just couldn't let High Passage not be a single. <laughs> so yeah, we changed it over. Mm. Yeah. Um, Isn't that a good problem to have, though, that you've got three songs out of five that you were umming and ahhing over which of those should be the lead track or the lead single? Well, it was actually a few weeks of, of it could have been actually any one of them. I really liked Oblivion too. Um, and there you I, go. We, we, we were kind of all split. We did a bit of a vote um, and Melanie and Sam um, said words of silk and Paul and I both said nothing at all. Um, anyway, we said to Sean, the producer, what do you reckon? And he said, look, um, I think words of silk will probably reach more people, whereas higher passage I guess it's a little bit more pigeonholed in the kind of grungy rock you know kind of kind of genre whereas Words of Silk is pretty easy listening and, and a lot of people from a lot of different age groups would relate to it and would listen to it um, <clears throat> so we decided on Words of Silk and then um, <clears throat> it got mastered and then I thought no I, um, it was just kind of just something that was niggling at me and I said, guys, I'm thinking about high passage. Should we just do it? And they said, yeah, let's just do it. So, we yeah, the first single. 
Yeah, just to close the point about, you know, do you get people who are fans of early 90s music and, you know, are listening to the band and Higher Passage having that, that 90s vibe to it. It's a quandary really, isn't it? Because you want to open up to your music to as many people as you possibly can. But at the same time, with so much music out there on the internet at the moment, it's so hard to cut through. And unless you've got a defined style, if you like, it's really hard to find a built-in audience. So I, yeah. think, I think you've reached a pretty good compromise with the five cuts that you've released, though. You know, and and not that yeah, there's, yeah, you're not definitely. compromising on the music at all, but you've got a good mix of a lot of different sorts of music in there. But a good place to start is someone like myself that grew up through the '90s. God help me, I'm 40 these days. Uh, I find yeah. a lot to like about it because there's been a lot of genres that have come and gone since I first got in the music in about 1988 or '89 when I was 10 or 11. Yeah. You know, so and and that's probably maybe maybe that is coming out of us a little bit. You know. Um, Myself growing up in the nineties, also, um, you know, I had I had a lot of you know the Metallica and Use Your Illusion albums, you know, Guns and Roses and Appetite from Destruction, and but then I had all the deep kind of stuff that I used to listen to as well. My my genre, you know, my influences are huge, um, but I, I know Melanie's the same and Paul's the same as well, and, and most definitely Lee. So, growing up and listening to all that music, maybe it is starting to come through a little bit in ours because they were major influences at the time. Um, when we were listening to him, so yeah, I guess so. I think we were almost the, uh, you know, certainly won't ask your age, but if you're of my vintage, so to speak, you know, um, I think we were about the last uh, generation to come through with the determinable style associated with our generation, aka grunge. I know the electronica thing yeah. came through afterwards, and new metal is a heavy metal thing, but grunge was all pervasive. That was bloody everywhere. I mean, you'd walk into any shopping centre anywhere in the world and half of the kids were in Pearl Jam or Nirvana or Smashing Pumpkins T-shirts. It was yeah, it was right. a universal language there for about, I'd say longer, but I'm being conservative here, five years or so. Really until, yeah. you know, the Marilyn Manson thing sort of came in in the late 90s and Nine Inch Nails started their ascendancy and they were almost a part of that group anyway, really, because, yeah. you know, the generation might have, might have shifted, just the, the sound shifted. So... But yeah, it's it's interesting. Believe me, I can riff riff all day about genres and uh, the history of music that's come and gone since I've been alive. But um, yeah, it's it's just one of those things, isn't it? The the marketing machinations have changed markedly so since that time because of the internet, as George W. Bush calls it. And yeah, <laughs> because because of that, anybody that's creating any music, and you've mentioned that you're doing well on SoundCloud. So I'll ask you this next: How, how else? have you found has been uh, helpful to you to promote your music outside of SoundCloud? There's obviously live, but you, do you find you get a lot of interaction over Facebook and Twitter and other social platforms? Um, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of, it is a lot of time um, self-managed as well. So I, I run a business six days a week. Um, so I find in, in a very quiet period, I'll probably spend about three hours on music, you know, marketing and so forth and social media takes up a lot of time um so and and there's so many social medias to cover you know i've got the instagram we've got um yeah instagram facebook um soundcloud we're on spotify bandcamp triple jail nerfs um so we're trying to cover as many bases as we can um but i think to get results out of any one of those you need just to spend so much time dedicating a lot of time just to you know a certain one. It's really hard to cover everything at once, I find. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and the Facebook thing, have you, have you had to 
put much money into it. I mean, I know for me and my, to be honest with you, I gave up putting money into it um, 12 months ago or so in terms of my social media presence through my podcast series and, and radio show on 4ZZZ on Facebook because I just felt like I was putting in a couple of hundred bucks and I was getting 80 likes or something like that. I know you can spend a fortune and get bots to like you and artificially inflate your audience per the numbers, but who wants to do that, you know? Um uh. Yeah. Yeah, but how how do you find the Facebook thing? Do you, are you, you have you done the paid promotion thing yet? I have. Yeah, I have. I'm starting to do a little bit more. Uh, um, I, I kind of live in the in the hills of Perth. I'm only kind of really 35, 40 minutes out of the city. Yeah. Um, but because I have a business up close to where I live, um, everybody kind of up in the hills here knows me from my business. So I'm trying to target a lot of my local people as well. Um. But the but the only problem is with with our kind of set, the the pubs up this way don't really cater for indie rock. Uh, they cater for blues bands and jazz bands. <laughs> hey, I'm from Queensland. Life. I play funk and disco music. That's the music that's in my heart. Can you imagine how difficult it is over here for me? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah, sorry, definitely. no, it's not about me, but yeah. it's tough, isn't it? I know what you're saying. It's it like, is, it is, and I know these people really well. I know I know both of the publicans really well. I do flowers for one of them. Um, I have played sets at, at one of the pubs up this way, but I've done three-hour sets. So we've done um, every original, about 10 or 11 originals, um, and we, we sneak them in between the covers just to keep people happy. It's <laughs> a smart um, idea, yeah. But it, is, but it is really, really hard um, up this way to promote yourself locally. Um, it, it just depends where you're situated. If I was in the city, it would be so much easier, I guess, in that respect. But, you know... I don't know, the people that go out to the pubs are families and, you know, a lot of older people up this way, all the younger crew that do live up in the hills go down into the city to listen to bands anyway that they're interested in. Um, so we do play, we basically don't really play up here unless we, we've had a three-hour set, which is a nice little, you know, a paid gig. Um, we All our gigs are in the city, Fremantle, um, yeah, kind of all over. Yeah, you, you raise a really interesting point, um, and we've already spoken about compromise through the discussion. But as a live musician, mate, it's all about compromise. That's that's all you're doing. Yeah. Um, I've played. This is an old story. People who listen to the podcast series have heard me say this before. But I've been yelled at by people in their sixties in Bundaberg to tell me to stop slapping the bass. Literally, don't play that music. We don't want it. Do not do that. Words to the effect: stronger, far stronger mm-hmm. words. To be honest with you. They'll stand in front of you and yeah. tell you that. And you literally, as soon as you play, I've seen this, as soon as you start to play the opening strains, or I don't because I'm the bassist, but my guitarist, as soon as he plays the opening strains to Copperhead Road, yeah. I've seen them run from one side of the room to the other to get them to the dance floor to dance to that. Like, I'm talking yeah, uh, line dance. It's <laughs> shocking, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's, you, you, you feel... And, and that's what it would be like up here. I mean, I know that's why we always sneak... I mean, a lot of our, like this this EP that we're trying to promote at the moment um, is a lot heavier. So we, we'd have to strip it back a lot. Um, our debut album, not so much. But we even with covers, we're very selective of what we put in at what place we play at. When it's down in the city, it's, it's anything we want. But we don't really compromise that way because mm. um, we're getting the gig anyway. And the people that are there to see us, um, I'm going to whinge about the style of music when they know there's four bands lined up and most of them are around the same kind of genre anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think yeah. you respect that. You want to be blown away by a band that's really – and also you, you, when I say 
you want to be blown away by a band that looks like they're really getting into their own routine and their own stuff. There's, I, I doesn't matter. I'm genreless in terms of the music that I listen to and, and like these days, but it's it's one of the things that I do like seeing is when a band, whether they're an urban band, funk band, death metal band, or whatever, but they're really getting into what they're doing and they're standing within their own truth up there on that stage and they're owning it and then bringing it yep. to you. I can get into that regardless of whatever's playing, you know. So I take it it's like yeah. that for yourselves when you when you're up there playing. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I feel the same way. I've I've um, I've, I've ne- not been too much into hip hop over the years, um, but I did see uh, saw Power Negro at the Rosemount Hotel, um, and I was completely blown away by those guys. Um, and the energy that they have on stage is just unbelievable. It's like nothing I've seen. It was it was awesome. Yeah, so it definitely does. Um, it does make a mark. Does make a mark. So look, I'd better I'd better ask yeah. you about the band as well. How did you How did you guys form? Like, how did you guys meet? Was it one of those things where you you put the ad out in the uh, in the in the old street press and you sort of formed that way many years back, or is it a more recent thing? Uh, I guess it was more recent. Um, so I put out a solo album in two thousand and fifteen, um, and I just I wasn't I wasn't really satisfied in being a solo artist. So I put my feelers out and kind of just um, advertised on Bandmix and got Paul and Sam on board. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, we've been together ever since. And then Sam left. Um, we did have a couple of uh, a couple of guitarists that didn't quite work out. Um, Melanie came along and she's perfect. So, um, and we've just recently got Lee on bass, Lee Matheson who played for a band called Fourth Floor in the 90s. I think he toured with, um, he toured the east coast of the States, um, backing up Kiss at one stage, um, being that he was a support act, which was pretty awesome, yeah. So he's been in the industry for quite a few years now. He has some um, interesting stories to tell from that tour, I'd imagine. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah, we fit really well. Um, you know, the name came about because we were all a bit of a missed personality-wise. Um, but musically, we, we fit really well. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're, I guess we're more like family. I've known Lee for about 15 years because he's, uh, he's my one of my best friend's brothers. Um, and Paul's just like a big brother um, to Mel and, and myself. So, yeah. No, it's good. Um Got got a few new songs that we're working on at the moment, so um, yeah, it'd be nice to release another album next uh, next year as well. Um, oh, that'd be wonderful. Maybe just a couple of, couple of singles, but yeah, yeah, we've got we've got some new direction and um, yeah, we've got some pretty good new, new couple of new songs that we're pretty happy with so far. So yeah, we'll see how they go. Yeah, wonderful. All right, so. Um, I think we've covered everything in terms of the socials. You've got a range of socials that you can people can link into you. But have you got physical copy of the albums too? Because I know some people do prefer um, we CDs. Do. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, they're fifteen dollars, um, and we sell them at all our gigs. Um, we've got a couple of gigs coming up in in June. Actually, we've got four. Um, we've got one at the Den, which is at the Civic Hotel on the fifteenth. Um, and then we've got one at Flyby Nightclub, which is on the 17th of June with Circus. Um, and then we've got Femden Friday, which is promoting women in music. And that's on the 20th of July at the Den also, which is at the Civic Hotel in Inglewood. 
Um, and we always, um, we, we have both CDs. We've got the debut EP that we still sell, as well as the latest EP as well. So There you go. And, yeah, people can contact us if they want any CDs. Uh, we can send them out, not a problem. Okay, cool. And any plans to come over this way in the near future? I'd love to. Um, at the moment, we're trying to work on maybe doing a little mini Southwest tour uh, around September. So hopefully, you know, even if it even if it's a week, then we can go down and um, maybe do Caves House and Yelling Up and um, yeah, work our way back up from even Albany Way and then work our way up and do the Prince of Wales and Bunbury as well. Um, yeah. So, but we'd most yeah, we'd absolutely love to come over your way. I'm very, I'm very envious. Maybe we can look at it the next year. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just envious of so many great bands over in Perth. I really am. You know, uh, there's there's a lot of good bands over here. Um, I try to champion Sunshine Coast bands, actually. Um, so, you know, Fragile Animals, uh, probably the leading light there at the moment. But um, it's just not consistent, yeah. obviously, in a regional area like the Sunshine Coast. You know, we've, we've had a, some of the guys from Western Australia come over, like Ben Catley uh, has done a performance there at Maroochydore. But... Um, yeah, all of the artists that I've interviewed, and I've interviewed probably, I think I'm approaching, it'd be over 15, probably close to 20 artists that I've interviewed through Firestarter. Every release has been quality, you know that. And yep. just the range of bands, whether it's Reams in hip-hop, um, Marksman Lloyd doing his dance urban thing, you guys with your music, The Milkman, there almost is enough there for there to be a decent festival. You know that? And yeah, definitely. <laughs> if it was an alternative, in you know, a far away alternative dimension there across the cosmos where justice is a real thing, bands like yourself and those, <laughs> all everybody that I just mentioned be, would be rock stars and superstars in my view. Uh, it'd be awesome. Oh, thank you. That's so nice to be uh, in that category. <laughs> well, have you... But, um, yeah, there is. There is. There is. There's, um, lately I've noticed there's, um, we're playing a gig with I Call Val, which is a um, female-fronted, pop band and they're great really really catchy kind of stuff um i've been listening to heaps of rag and bone which are now called uh new talk okay i'm not familiar um, yeah oh, i'll check them out they've got some great songs um if, if you look them up look up um the heart is a lonely hunter it, it's amazing um and they've got another new new song out called red tuesday um brilliant kind of stuff what's it um, like is it like you guys or a bit different yeah, it is. It is, um, but heavier again, a l slightly heavier. Um, yeah, yeah. I reckon. Heart, uh, my heart is the only hand to look that one up. You'll you'll like that one, I think. And also, um, there's Brewfield, who um, she's been playing quite a few gigs. Just did a little Southwest tour. She's got an amazing voice. Um, been following her a little bit lately. Um, yeah, there there is quite a bit at the moment, which is um, pretty exciting. We've got a little bit to choose from, and it's good, you know, getting the line. You know, we just need to get the lineups that we. Yeah, yeah the know. combinations. The, the year is after the bigger lineups, you know. Um, yeah, no, I get it. But yeah, it's, look, a lot of my listenership um, for the podcast series, of course, is from North America, about half of it. Um, and yeah, I, I, I can see where people are listening from. They're listening from all sorts of exotic locations over there, but it must be a thrill for them to be listening to an artist talking from literally the most isolated capital city in the world about a scene mm -hmm. over there that's thriving. And they've heard, as I say, up to 20 
me interview up to 20 artists at this point and it's all been gold it's all been great stuff so it's almost a bit of a uh i think all of australia is experiencing something of a of a of a well, I'm not going to call it a renaissance. People to take me to task whenever I say that, but it's just a golden era in Australian music at the moment. In independent Australian music, I'm talking about. It's just gone are the days yep. when you get stuff that was badly recorded. So everything's high quality. I'm talking the whole thing, you know, from the way it's been recorded to the to the quality of the tunes. Yeah, you know, you could forgive yep. a poor recording if the tunes are there, but you've got both now. You've got quality yeah, recordings yep. and you've got it's obviously because the technology is available but everybody's got a voice that's able to be heard i just i just hope that you you're able to reach the audience that you deserve oh we're, we're certainly hoping to and we're trying our, our done hardest so we can do that um like there it is it is a matter of just plugging away and um you know you get you get a lot of knockbacks so it's um it, I guess you've just got to try and have the tenacity just to keep keep going and keep doing what you love um, Indeed, to try and yeah. get more fans and, and just play heaps of awesome shows, heaps of live shows, you know. Um, we try and play, we were trying to play as many as we could, you know, um, since the EP's been released. We, we've played quite a few shows um, and June is looking like it's not slowing down, but after that we're, we're trying to just maybe, just maybe book, you know, two shows a month. Yeah, um, And maybe yeah. just focus on yeah, maybe just, yeah, definitely focus on um, some of the newer stuff and give us a bit more time to work on that. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get through crazy June, but hopefully we'll pick up um, a lot more followers because we're playing so many more shows. So it's kind of exciting too. Well, it is exciting. And on that note, I better let you go. But thank you so much for joining me on the show. It's been a pleasure to have a chat. Congratulations on the album, or the EP, sorry, again. It's it's wonderful stuff. And, uh, yeah, look, if you're ever over this way, I'll certainly be in the audience. Oh, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was my conversation with Kim from Band of Misfits. Thank you so much for listening.